Is it time to replace that retention wall? And what exactly is a retention wall anyway? Did you know your air conditioner is one big dehumidifier? Well, yeah, you probably did know that. What do you do about gas panes? I'm talking about the one that runs into your house. All this and more on the super podcast of Texas Home Improvement. Here's Jim Dutton. T-H-I-Pro.com. There's always all kinds of helpful information there. I mean, there's questions and answers, a lot of videos to go with that. Uh, There's links to the people you hear me talk about. There's also the Ask Jim button. That's how you send in email questions, and we'll probably be starting off with that here in just a second. Uh, And and then there's the place to sign up for our newsletter as well. And everything's always being updated. I mean, the newsletter goes out every other week. You can see past issues there. You can see past issues of our uh, TV show as well. So check out thipro.com. With that being said, though, uh, I, I mentioned I'll probably start with an email question. We're going to go ahead and do that. So Deanna from Crosby says, We back up to Lake Houston Canal, and I have a small three-level backyard with retention walls that need reinforcement. Well, you know, uh, typically retention walls, if they get to the point where they're needing reinforcement, they're also getting to the point where you probably need to be getting ready to get rid of them. Uh, And by that, I mean just replacing them because the retention walls themselves, once they start moving, there's not much you're going to do to stop it. Now, depending on what the wall is made out of, sometimes you can do some things to help them out, but it gets very expensive. As an example, if it's a a concrete wall, for instance, you know, that's supposed to be straight up and down and it starts leaning in, you can sometimes uh, drill a hole through it and put some tiebacks through there. It's kind of like a helical, like a corkscrew thing. It'll go through the hole, screw it way back into the dirt, put a steel plate on the, the front of the concrete retaining wall, and that'll lock it into place for you uh, for a while. But if the earth is moving enough to be pushing the wall over, why is that happening? And normally it's a moisture issue. And usually uh, it's that they, the wall doesn't have proper drainage behind it. So in some cases, you can dig out behind the wall, correct the drainage, and sometimes even uh, correct whatever issues are happening with the wall. If you use the stack block type walls, like uh, you know the decorative walls that that, that you can put in, uh, those you can actually take apart and put back in and use the same material. So there are things you can do, but... Uh, a lot of it's going to have to do with got to see what's going on first. But almost always when I'm dealing with these retention walls, you're dealing with a, a moisture issue and a drainage problem behind the wall. But if you want to get it checked out, that is actually one of the things that Do West does is retaining walls. So give us a call and we'd be more than happy to take a look at it for you and see what uh, needs to be done and get you taken care of. All righty. So... Omar sends in a question. He says, I have three doors in our home that need to be reset and have weather stripping installed. All are exterior doors. Well, if the doors need resetting, I mean, you can call Southern Front Doors. You can call Texas Remodel Team. 
But why do the doors need to be reset? Again, we're getting into something that, uh, you know, there's, there's probably a, a cause for that. And, it, and when you got three exterior doors, uh, that's normally going to start being an indication that you're getting some foundation movement. So again, I'm going to tell you to call my office, do West Foundation Repair. We'd be more than happy to take a look at it. Some of the other things that can cause that, though, uh, is the screws coming loose on the hinges. The hinge itself wearing out. A lot of people don't realize, but just from opening and closing the doors, hinges do wear out. And what happens is the pin starts getting sloppy. And the way to check if, if the hinges are going bad or the screws are loose or something like that, if you can take the handle of the door and pick it up and the door rocks, something's loose, you can take a look at that before you worry about the foundation. But if everything is tight, you know, the door is not able to be picked up by the handle and rock a little bit, everything is nice and solid, that's going to be an indication that you're getting some foundation movement. And I, again, I would suggest that you give us a call at Due West and let's take a look at it, see what's going on and see what it's going to take to fix it and get you back going the way it's supposed to go. Uh, you know, with that, why don't we jump into a, a phone call here real quick. David, welcome to Texas Home. Hi, how are you? Wonderful. How about you? Oh, doing well. I, I enjoy your show. I listen to it on weekends when I'm running errands um, and uh, always, always a good conversation. And I learn a lot. I wanted to ask you a qu question. Um, uh, I'm trying to, um, you know, do some aesthetic things for my house and um, the, um, the, the numbers on the house on the cement. Um, you know, they're really faded and I pressure washed it down to, you know, just about nothing and I want to paint them, but I don't know what type of paint to use on, on those. And I was wondering if you had any uh, suggestions on that. You talking about the, uh, paint on the curb for the, the house address? Well, not, not on the curb, but, uh, actually on the house, you have, oh. like, you know, a, a little, that little, uh, cement square. Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, those have just faded. It's, it's about a 25-year-old yep. house. Uh, are they recessed or, or are they just, uh, they're, are the numbers recessed. flush? Okay. So yes, if sir. you'll go, you, you just go to the uh, box store even, and they'll have a masonry paint. And you literally can just get the black or whatever color you want to use in a masonry paint and a little brush and, and uh, repaint them. Okay. Oh, just a masonry it, it, paint. Okay. Yeah, you're looking for masonry paint. If if you don't find it at the box stores, you can go to like a Sherwin-Williams or one of those places. The problem is the box store usually will have it in a, in a lot smaller quantity because you don't need a lot. You get just that, that one little bitty can and it's going to take care of it. Yeah, yeah. I was afraid I'd have to buy a whole gallon of it and yeah. need that much. Like yeah. Like my letters. I'm well, you get right. get a gallon and go around knocking on the neighbor's doors. Hey, would you like your numbers painted? <laughs> I could do that. <laughs> I, I, I thought of one other question while I was on hold, if I may. Okay. Um, um, uh, I had a, a power steering leak um, on my truck, and I finally got that and a number of other issues fixed this summer. And um, I'm, I pressure washed and i've been trying to get the stain out but the you know the seal 
for the cement on the driveway is pretty much gone because of the age, I suspect. Sure. And and um, I'm having a hard time um, getting that stain out, and I was wondering if there was any chemical that I might could use that, that would do it. Um, the regular Dawn soap, you know, and scrubbing yeah. it. Yeah. Letting it sit for days and power washing, and it's just I, I can't seem to get it out. And, and you're not going to. Uh, the problem is concrete uh, is very porous, and it soaks yes, down into the pores of it, and it's there to stay. Now, oh, over time, the sun will burn it out some. But uh, okay. yeah, they're once they've been sitting there and, and soaked in, it's it's there to stay. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, it's it was worth a shot. I'll yep. just park my truck over it. Well, and that's that's probably what you'll have to do. But you know, when you got your truck parked on it, the sun's not beating on it and fading it out as much either. But I guess uh, during the day when you're gone, it uh, it'll still have the ability to do that. Kirk, he says uh, we just signed a contract for a Lennar home that will be ready in December. I read that Lennar has had humidity issues. How much is it to add a whole house dehumidifier system to a new home build? Can I do it myself? Who would I contact? Well, look, any builder who's totally encapsulating the house with uh, foam insulation is probably having some issues with humidity and such. I mean, that's just facts of life. Your air conditioning system is a big dehumidifier. The reason they run into humidity issues is sometimes they missize the HC unit, and, and that can be a big problem. And a lot of times people think, well, bigger is better. Not when it comes to humidity in the home. When it comes to humidity in the home, actually undersizing will dehumidify it better because the system has to run longer. It's not dehumidifying when it's not running. But the secondary, and this is where a lot of builders do run into problems, when a house is totally encapsulated, the AC system has to draw fresh air from outside. And there is an electronic flapper that opens and closes that draw when the unit is on versus off. When that little motor goes bad, you typically have no way of knowing it until humidity levels start going up a little bit. So that can add to the problem. I will tell you, they're a lot better now than they were five and ten years ago is it foolproof absolutely not and that's the reason i tell you make the house breathable foam in the walls breathable insulation in the attic now you mentioned lennar homes here in particular uh, this is not something that's just them it's virtually any builder who is using foam to totally encapsulate the home can have this problem uh, your secondary question here, though, uh, about a dehumidifier. Absolutely, you can put in a dehumidifier. In fact, they make them that can be put in as part of the air conditioning system. When they do that, it's kind of it's an add-on module, uh, much like a pleated filter system. Uh, your unit fan motor will have to stay running in order to cycle the air through, but it, that's how it can dehumidify. Now, if you want to avoid doing that, put in a variable speed system. With a variable speed system, you have settings available for dehumidification, and that can uh, serve purposes such as what you're asking about as well. The other thing you can do, 
They do make portable dehumidifiers. They work great. And, uh, you know, you can just pull that out whenever you need it. Because, let's face it, certain times of year, you really don't need that extra dehumidifier going. So that's uh, another way that you can take a look at it. So that, that pretty much gives you several options as far as who would do the dehumidifiers and stuff. Talk to the HVAC contractor. Uh, your air conditioning guy, that's typically who can, uh, especially if it's going to be part of the unit, that's who would put that system in. Now, if you want a standalone, uh, you know, go talk to the guys at uh, the box stores, Lowe's, Home Depot, one of those places, and you can literally order a system if they don't have them in because they only carry them at certain times of the year as well. But as far as the cost, you're really not looking at uh, it, a lot if you do a standalone, you know, a portable that way. Uh, if you're getting one that's installed on the system, not only do you have the cost of the unit, but you've got the installation fee. Uh, depending on the size of the home and, and what's needed, it could be a couple thousand dollars. So uh, that's something, again, that you'll just have to talk with the air conditioning contractor about. And talking about air conditioning systems, you know, and, and variable speeds. American Standard Air is my choice in air conditioners. I mean, I've had it in my home since 99. And uh, I've, I've uh, even when I move, when I install another system, I install another American Standard. They're nationally recognized for excellence for performance, reliability, and customer satisfaction. And I currently have the variable speed in my home. Love it. You would too. You can take care of your family all year long with American Standard heating and air conditioning systems. And American Standard technology, it meets the ever-changing Texas weather. And let's face it, our weather does change, but it can meet it head on. So you can keep your home cool and humidity free or be ready for a little heat when you need it. Invest wisely and invest in the home comfort system that will last you a long, long time. Comfort the way you like it. That's AmericanStandardAir.com. Bernard. Here's my situation. My father-in-law is 85 years old. Mm-hmm. He lives alone. He lives in a 1952 house. Uh, back in 96 and 97, they paid to tap into a natural gas meter and run gas line across his property to tie into his house. Okay. What he's been experiencing is this happened uh, probably early, early February, March of last of 2020. The gas line was getting what had water in the in the gas line. So we had Atmos Energy out there. It had several plumbing companies over there and nobody has resolved our problem. And he went he's been going since that time last year been going without hot water and heat in his house oh no so he has an option he has a shower in his shop with a hot water heater so he's able to take a shower out there and all that kind of stuff but Mm -hmm. winter's coming on and we just don't know how to who we need to call to resolve our problem i want to explore the options of propane you know it'd be i think it would be a simple fix with propane just running some pipe through through a closet through the hot, where the hot water heaters are. Hot water heaters are, are about two years old. I think the, probably the orifices could be changed out from natural gas to propane. And I've already contacted a heating and air guy that put the systems in. 
he said changing the orifices on those things would be no problem switching to propane. Right. What are you what are your thoughts? Truthfully, it, it, you've got natural gas and you're usually better off with natural gas than you are propane. Propane is a secondary uh so what is Atmos telling you as far as where the water's coming from? They won't really give us a straight answer, so we really don't know exactly who to contact. We've had them out there twice, and they act like they don't want to deal with it. Is it before or after the meter? It is before the meter, the, the main line going to the meter. Okay, that's their baby then. You just call, okay. you call them and, you know, give them the opportunity one more time. You need to pass up the line to management and... Give them the opportunity to come out and get this rectified because it sounds like they've shut the meter down. They pulled the meter. Yeah. The, if it's getting moisture in it before the meter, that's their baby. If it's moisture after the meter, it becomes yours to deal with. Uh, so I'll be bluntly, nicely to them the first time. Hey, we need to get this taken care of. Winter's coming. This is an elderly person. This will make a lovely news story. And that's the way okay. I would present it to them. Uh, they'll get out and get it taken care of. And if they don't, then you start raising three kinds of hell. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate the information here. And uh, it just it's just been a big circus that nobody will ever show up. And uh, yeah. we'll, give, we'll give Atmos a call come Monday. Yeah, and, and, and then, that's not something you should have to have the the plumbers come out for uh that that is something that they need to take care of and this was a small plumbing company here and the owner of the company was supposed to come out so he's the one that takes care of all the dealings but yeah they sometimes they want to run and hide yep yep if the job's not right they don't want it you know they're just gonna duck and run and go do something else well i i suspect yeah they somebody probably put the line in something isn't right now, you know, what's putting moisture into it can be uh, uh, several things. I mean, there can even be moisture coming through the atmos lines that are, con you know, uh, collecting there at your dad's because of where he's at in the run or something. It could be, and I even hate to say this, but it, it's possible that there's even a leak in the line. And if the line is deep enough because they're, they're very low pressure, uh, and there, if there's enough head pressure on the water... It'll squeeze its way in. Now, that would be just extremely rare, but, uh, yeah, th this is theirs to take care of. Okay. I appreciate the info. You've got a great program. Thanks for the info. You bet. Take care. Yeah, and, you know, when you're dealing with these companies like that, it, it can be a problem sometimes, but uh, a lot of times you just have to make multiple attempts in order to get it finally taken care of. So give, give them another call. And like I said, if they, then if they don't do it, you got to start raising all kinds of heck. Anyways, let's jump it back into another email. This comes from uh, Jay Diana. Our Perry home is only five years old, but we need a good, trustworthy company and experienced service tech for a second opinion to inspect and service our two HVAC systems. Reason? We have some mold concerns. Excessive moisture below the coils and some other issues, call my office. Do West Air Conditioning, and, uh, you know, we can have our, our guys come take a look at it, see what's going on. 
you know, it, it, I, the, the moisture underneath the coils isn't a huge concern because, you know, quite frankly, the coils are pulling moisture out of the air. It does drop, drop down below it there, but then it's supposed to run off. Now, if you start getting to where the moisture is going into the plenum box and out into the ductwork and stuff, that's a different story. And that's something we can look at and see what's going on and, and what it's going to take to to fix it. I mean, fortunately, with the units only being five years old, you shouldn't be looking at replacements or anything. At the most, you you know, you may be looking at uh, some adjustments to the system, uh, adjusting fan speeds possibly, because a lot of times people don't realize, but the fan speed is adjustable on a lot of air conditioning systems. Uh, it's just some jumper wires have to be moved to either speed up or slow down the fans. And that in itself can make a huge moisture issue change, humidity change. So, uh, yeah, again, call the Due West Air Conditioning and uh, the number 713-473-7156 will uh, get you taken care of. This comes from Dave, and he says, I have reason to believe my dryer vent is clogged up in my Excellent appliance repair guy who you should know doesn't do it. Do you have a resource for that? What should I ex expect to spend? Thanks. Well, you know, a, a lot of times people want to get their ductwork cleaned, and that is just way overdone. Uh, but the dryer vent, that does need to be done on a regular basis. And by a regular basis, I mean... It's not unusual to have to do it once a year. So as far as a company that you can call, you know, any place who does typically ductwork cleaning can do dry, dryer vents as well. Uh, Stanley Steamer actually has a division that does the uh, ductwork and dryer vents. So that's one place that you could call uh, that can help you out with it. But a lot of uh, the companies who do carpet cleaning stuff also have a division to do ductwork cleaning. And, and I know Stanley Steamer does, and I've, I've seen their services being done. So that's one that I could uh, say, yeah, go ahead and give them a call. Jeremy, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. Hey, uh, homeowner for 34 years. I think uh, I live on what's called a zero lot line. You've okay. heard of that before? Oh, yeah. Um, neighbors like that. So my, my front yard... Uh, the grass and soil line goes up to their slab. Okay. And uh, so recently they said that their new neighbors, they just moved in a, a year ago. They said, hey, when it rains, your uh, your front yard's pooling with water and it's leaking into our house. So you have to look around. And what I understand is that you need – a builder should build a foundation with the soil line at least six inches below the slab. Is that correct? Uh, four inches is normally code, but yes. Okay, so that is a code, though, right? Yes. Okay. Now, um, actually, on the way my my soil line comes up to their house, they got about an inch to two inch, so that doesn't seem like it's uh, it's it's not correct. But then again, I'm scratching my head how how all of a sudden after 34 years <laughs> is there. Water. I mean, when it rains, you know, the the, the water stands on the grass for sure. 10 or 15 minutes. Drains. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, so I got to thinking also, they they were talking about, well, we got to do this, that, and the other. And I'm thinking, okay, whatever, you know, we don't want water coming in your house. But um, the, 
on a zero lot line, is it common that that they they're going to have some uh, the property line to be uh, four or five six inches past where the where the foundation is? No, on a zero lot line, they are built right up to the property line. Okay, all right. So if indeed we do need to, uh, if indeed water is coming from my yard into their house. We, we need to do something about it. I'm thinking maybe a, a drain or... Yeah, I uh, mean, yeah, it should, it, it's going to be a matter of either regrading or putting in a drain system. And you're, yeah. you're correct. I mean, 34 years, how does it change? Just cutting grass and, and rain, moving soils and stuff like that will shift it around to where after that long, it does need mm-hmm. to be regraded in order to get it back down and the water flowing properly again. Okay. Would it be something that uh, somebody needs to look at, or would you say a drain would be first option, or grading would be first option? Could you say somebody would need to look that? at it? But norm, I mean, if it if it's thirty four years and they're just now really starting to get the water that way, I'm betting it's just going to be a grading issue that can be addressed and and taken care of. So it, it probably won't even be that expensive to do. Yeah, uh, who, who who does work like that? Uh, some landscapers do. Uh, I do. Foundation repair uh, companies do. So a lot of people do it. The big thing you got to be careful of is what do they want to do? Make sure they know what they're doing to diagnose the problem because so many of them want to throw drains in when really all it needs is grading to let the water flow like it always did. Yeah. And and keep in mind, you know, anytime you can do it with grading, the water's going to typically flow better. When you get into having to use drain systems where you're using pipes and things like that, uh, you're getting into maintenance because you can't just put it in and forget about it. It does have to be maintained and cleaned out periodically uh, and stuff like that. So just keep that in mind. Thanks for joining us for the super podcast of Texas Home Improvement. Jim has lots more on YouTube, on the TV show, and at THIPro.com. Have a good one. We'll see you next time.